Oh man, those are real good clap guys. And it sounded pretty pretty spot on. Man, that that extra Discord bandwidth pulling pulling its weight. Extra Discord bandwidth. Yeah, Discord's like up to like all their bandwidth and stuff because virus. Oh, okay. Interesting. Well, apparently, like some companies actually use it and stuff, and like using it for like classes and all that. Uh- I mean, it is a genuinely good messaging service, but yeah, it's mostly associated with gaming. Like, I know people use Slack for work, apparently. I use Slack for work. Right. Hello and welcome to Journey Through Decacast, a Kamen Rider retrospective through the lens of Decade, where I am Shin Garrett. I'm Evan. And I'm... Chris. And this week we are covering episodes 27 and 28 of Kamen Rider Kiva, which are titled either 80s, Angry Rising Blue, or uh, Request, Time Altering Battle. And, oh boy... Were you wanting an entire Nago arc? How how do y'all feel about time travel? Well, uh, we watched almost an entire Common Rider show about it in the form of Geo, so yeah, but that pretty was more interesting. Yeah, uh, time travel in general, fine. Time travel in Kiva, uh, fuck no. This is Toshiki Inoue is a hack. <laughs> so you know, uh just random aside, we're uh, I also am at this point watching another time ish show with Rachel, Future Diary. Future Diary's terrible. I don't know if either of you have ever seen it. I've heard it's terrible. But it's like hilariously hacky and over the top. It doesn't is that the anime with the Yandere Yandere? Yes, yes it is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, like back in 2006 or whatever, like the Yandere girl was all over Hot Topic merch. Yeah, I, it's really I knew someone bad, who like really liked that show, though, and tried to get me to watch it. I didn't, <laughs> because I barely watch things people recommend to me, but... But yeah. I actually don't know if it's better or worse than Comrade or Kiva. I don't know. They're both pretty bad. So this is where we're at, huh? <gasps> It's uh, it's a thing, that's for sure. Alright. I'm gonna read the synopsis that I wrote, and then we can talk about this episode. And I'm gonna read the other synopsis I wrote for the other episode, and we're gonna talk about that episode. Right. right. These episodes would be fine. No, they wouldn't. if, If it was just the fighting. But then it would be five minutes long. It wouldn't right. even be five minutes. Yeah, they're pretty short in this one, actually. Gotta make room for all that Nago. Uh, but yeah, th- there is Rising Ixa in here, and he's pretty cool, honestly. Like, Rising Ixa is a cool design. I like it. But yeah, that's uh, about it. The, like, the, the Ixa caliber, the, the cell phone device, is like a part of the face thing, which is weird. Uh yeah yeah I I like when um I like when Emperor when uh, Emperor Kiva uses uh, Tatsulat as uh and the Garu uh, saber thing to u- become like 
he turns the sword into a Darth Maul lightsaber thing, like double-sided. I, I, that's always cool. The Emperor form, like, the more I see it, the more I'm just like, wow, they really nailed it with that design. It's so good. Like, it it's is. really good. Emperor form is great. It's just... Are there any drawbacks to Emperor form? Um, I, I mean, I don't think so. No. I can, t- I can tell you, because I looked it up, that Emperor form makes appearance in every episode since it premieres until the end of the show. Because it's it just kind of shows up. And, it, like, Emperor form is cool looking, but it's, like... But Evan, shows up this, is the, this isn't even Emperor Form's final form. There's a Dark Emperor Kiva eventually, too, I know that. Luz also has an amazingly good design. Well, so, I mean, Dark Kiva is, like, default form is just Dark Emperor. Right, right. Uh, but, yeah, like, yeah, it's just, they should get these designs in a better show. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Alright, alright. Episode 27. Um, uh, Kavat's back at the beginning of episodes telling us uh, trivia about things. This episode was about uh, Einstein's theory of, relativ- theory of relativity and how right. time travel is not impossible and how Kavat wants to go back to some to some date himself. Right. Uh, I don't think you can travel back in time according to the theory of relativity, but... Um... I don't know, maybe. Time is relative to your speed, according to the general theory of relativity. Yeah, and, like, there's this thing of... They don't even, like, have a good explanation for what type of time travel this is. Like, is it the thing where you change something in the past and then you create an entirely new reality? Or is it, like, you create an alternate reality and... Is it the thing where if you go back in the past and change your reason for going back in the past, that creates a paradox because then if it doesn't exist, you have no reason to go back in the past, so then it, it does exist. And Right. Yeah, in terms of, like, time travel stories, this is pretty bad. Uh, the rules are looser than Zeo, I basically. <laughs> I, it was at the point where I didn't even care to try to fix to piece it together apparently castle doran just has a door in it that's like well they the past is behind this door yeah door like of time. the whole thing or don't you guys have a door of time i have a door of time <laughs> i don't have any doors of time laying around unfortunately anyway okay so this episode starts with with nago working out and Megumi's spotting, and like Shima comes in and is like, "Hey Nago, here's Rising Upgrade. You're such a good boy." And then we switch to actual good boy Wataru, who does like maybe ten push-ups before falling over because he says, <laughs> "Yeah, it's hard." Uh, there's like this weird bit in the scene where they're introing Nago doing the weightlifting. Where when he gets the Ixa thing, the camera like zooms in on Megumi like standing behind him and like kind of glaring at him, and it looks like she's like gonna kill him and take it or something. But you know, nothing that interesting happens. No. <sighs> um, but yeah, Wataru's working out because he said he's gonna get strong for Mio, and doing push-ups is how one gets swole. Uh, yeah, yeah, I suppose. I mean, to be fair. Push-ups are actually a fantastic full-body exercise, 
and if you need to do something that like other a, a good way to start working out is literally to start just doing push-ups they're a good full right. body exercise yeah they they work like all your muscles i know that from playing punch club recently <laughs> megumi then gets arrested at her favorite restaurant and yells at the cops for leaving the food there i i did think that was pretty funny yeah yeah, that, that's that's pretty peak, McGuinness. She's like, let me finish the mackerel. I, this fucking, oh, I I have high power in the police and can just arrest people now. That's no, you can't just no. That's how corruption works, Evan. I know. So I I this... honestly wasn't paying that much attention. Did the does the villain like did he get a job in the police or like local yeah, government yeah. or he, yeah, he, he said had, he did for revenge. He did not actually say what his job in the police says is. He just okay. says I have enough power within the police to just I guess make blanket arrests and create crimes out of nowhere. Right, yeah, because he he could apparently just issue warrants for crimes that didn't happen. Yeah, it's as like far as getting arrested tell. for murder. Who? And like I've okay, I I've heard that the Japanese policing system is you know has its problems is apparently fairly corrupt in some ways, but uh you know fairly comparable to our own. But uh yeah, I don't know. This isn't a satisfying narrative narrative explanation for what's happening. To just have him be like, oh, I have power now. Well, I mean, it it seems like, you know, the revenge started like 21 years ago because he was in coma for that first year. So, like, if he's been working towards revenge for 21 years, like, you can probably do... Oh my God, the fucking worst reason. Sin- yeah, revenge. I mean... It's not a good reason, but... The most But, but what sort of job did he get to do this revenge? Like... Just give me something. Well, I think yeah, he, he says he's like he's high up in police, so he got like an entry thing at police, and then worked his way up to where he can do this. I I guess. I just it reminds me of that bit in Sword Art Online when they're like, "Uh, yeah, I can marry my daughter who's in a coma. What? I can do that. I can just do that." And I'm like, "No, you can't. Like, you literally can't do that. That's not a thing that you can possibly do." So, um, please explain. This is the this is the literally worst reason for revenge ever. It's what was my reason for revenge? Uh okay, so I was I was painting this lady. She was my muse. And she was gorgeous and I just I, it was the best painting ever. But then I got kidnapped by a literal monster and my life was saved, but I got knocked out for a year and went into a coma. And how dare the wonderful Azora organization save my life and steal my muse and my how, inspiration. How fuck the fuck does you. he even know that Kamen Rider Itza is associated with the Azora organization? I fuck this guy. Um, He's a sad, pathetic piece of shit. He is a bad guy, yeah. So. Why am I the one who have to place double advocate for this? <laughs> because I'm the one going angry at first. Yeah, because um, Evan's been mad at uh, Kiva for a while. So it, they they do put in a scene where it turns out that, you know, because of, like, the getting hit and being in the coma, this person doesn't remember the details fully, and it, like, wasn't actually a mistake that 
Ixa attacked him, it was attacking the fangire that was holding him hostage. Right, but yeah, he just his like memories got wrong. jumbled. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's true that yeah, it is true. But also, he became chief of police, so that's Fuck how he you, did this. It, it seems like he could have done some fact checking in the time and like well, yeah, all those years that he spent trying to get enough political power to uh, arrest people corruptly. I mean, what was he gonna do? Ask the people he's trying to get revenge against? Uh, maybe, like. Yeah. I don't know. I, I feel like that breaks the purpose of the whole revenge part. I mean, if you're gonna get revenge on, spend twenty years getting revenge on someone, maybe like do some research, maybe interview them, maybe <gasps> maybe realize that you're kind of a sack of shit that doesn't know what you're talking about. So at prison, Nago is upset that he wasn't <laughs> the one uh, to bring Megumi in. You know, instead right. of believing that she didn't do anything. Yeah, he assumes because she was accused of a crime, well, that means she committed the crime. Yep. What a fucking idiot he is. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Nago's bad, and then Shima gets arrested, and Nago's like, believe in the conspiracy that uh, that arrested us all. And Nago's like, I don't know. And then Nago recruits Kenyo to do some some sleuthing, but then a scream distracts them, and they run off, and then there's a crab fangire. And then Nago uses Rising Ixa, but is bad at Ixa, uh, because it's too strong, and he gets knocked out of Ixa, and then the cops take it again. But then Nago then resists resa- bleh, resist arrest, and then escapes. Again. Yeah, again. And then escapes into the car that is nearby, who just happens... He- Go ahead. He commits the crime of assaulting an officer and resisting arrest, uh, despite his assertion that committing a crime under any circumstances is not okay. And you should be arrested for that. Yep. He's I believe when his dad said, uh, this is just a mistake, he said, uh, it doesn't matter. You still did it. So, um, yeah, apparently that rule doesn't apply to him, though. Yeah, he yeah, works no. in, uh, higher power of rules. <laughs> I just... I'm above the rules. Uh, yeah, also, we, you skipped that the, the crab comes on people. It, it sprays white juice all over everybody. Oh yes, the crab is is a uh, is shooting totally bubbles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it, it, for the sake of the synopsis, I have to leave some stuff out. Right, uh, I understand. So yeah, but so Nago escapes into the car that has this painter guy who is also the chief of police now. And okay, this 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 is the part that I'm just I don't get at all. So this guy helps Nago escape, quote-unquote, explains his whole plan, and then just kind of lets him go. Yeah, It, it I, is super weird. It, it's like, it, it's like at some point when he was like three-quarters of the way through his revenge, he was like, wait a minute, they have no idea why I'm mad, do they? I guess I should tell them. He's so dumb. I don't understand. <laughs> He's so dumb. I, 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 I don't get it. His name is is Tanahashi, by the way. I I finally looked it up. I was trying not to commit his name to memory, but apparently Nago knows how to jimmy open handcuffs. By the way, so uh, everybody yeah. knows how to do this. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Apparently, this is just a common skill for every character in the show. But um, yeah. So basically, the driver takes Nago to his old painter place, explains the whole grudge thing. And then just tells Nago to struggle 
and continue to be on the run. Yeah, I don't... Fuck this guy. <laughs> uh, he's pretty dumb, yeah. So Then he became high up in the police and started framing all of the the Blue Sky members. Except Nago, I guess. A little bit. Um, so then we cut to Shizuka, and he's like, hey, hey, you know that Nago guy? He sucks. And he's on the run. <laughs> and then and then Nago and Kengo show up. And Kengo's like, no, nah, man, my, my bro Nago has been framed. And then they talk about, they just reiterate the whole mix of stuff in the past uh, before right. Sirens run off. So then Nago runs off and runs into Jiro, and Jiro's like, look, I made a promise to help the organization so I'm going to take you to this door of time in Castle Doran, and... <laughs> it, it is, it's kind of weird, because uh, when Mataru and Nago are, are in the scene in his house, where they're, like, explaining the situation to Mataru, uh Nago has this bizarre line where he's like, if it was possible, I would like to go back 22 years in the past and replace Ixa. And, like... Oh, well, hey, look get, at this. That's a, weirdly, that's a weirdly specific thing to say, but... <gasps> Yeah. So, Monago goes through the door of time, and then he ends up in the past, but he's on a railing about to fall into water. But Atoya and Yuri are right there, so Nago gets quote-unquote saved by Atoya, um, where they both end up falling into the water anyway. And then Nago, I guess, passes out, and then he wakes up at Atoya's place, where he learns that he did indeed go back in time, and he tells um, uh, Atoya and Yuri to stop being horny for each other. Oh, yeah. God, that's he pursues so his anti-horny agenda more. Yep. He hates horniness. Uh, horniness is evil. It's yep. the greatest evil. Yep. Right he's, after committing any other crime. Correct. He's such an ass. Except when he doesn't. And then back in the future, Suzuka is then giving Wataru a hard time about having friends. And apparently, like, Shizuka doesn't count as a friend for Wataru in this conversation. Nope, not in the least. Wataru has lots of friends now. He's, like, made a bunch of friends since the start of the show. Apparently, Kengo was the only one that counted to Shizuka. Um, but it, it doesn't matter. He had another friend in the past. So he flashback to Kid Wataru, who we know is Kid Wataru because he has a scarf. <laughs> and he's being bullied, and then he's saved and makes his first friend by a boy named Taiga. Won't come up I again would, in the show or anything. I, Don't yeah, worry about it. He's important <laughs> it's at all. not a really obvious seed to be a major character later on. I mean... Yeah, it's super obvious that he's going to be like... That they're putting this in now so he can be a major character. Yep. and Because uh, otherwise they would have brought it up before this point. Because it's like... It would be an important part of Atari's backstory. Right. Uh, back in nice. the past, Atoya still has flower healing part, uh, powers. And then... Um, the painter guy whose name I immediately forgot, Tanahashi, comes up and is like, hey, uh, can you come play for my model so she doesn't get bored? I heard that's what they did in the past. Atoya is then like, I'm not some cheap BGM that you can hire. But then Maya's <laughs> like, hey, will you do it for me, though? And Atoya's like, all right. Um, so then, I, like, I was like, wait a minute. What does he remember about her um, at this not, point? Not the amnesia part. Apparent his his memories about who Maya is have to be pretty fucking jumbled up at this point. Um, a little bit. So then Nago uh, stalks outside of the painter's house because he's like, Ixa is bound to show up if I do this. But then he's attacked by a fangar before he is rescued by a Toya, who, by the way, is Ixa. And then in Whoa. the future, 
or no, sorry, Kengo's looking for Nago, and then he's attacked by the crab Fangire, and then he is saved by Kiva, and he is so excited by this fact that he plays some riffs on the guitar. It's just... <laughs> Kengo, and, man, what? And then the episode ends with uh, Nago trying to punch a Toya to steal Ixa in the past. That, that's the first episode. I don't know, man. I, I do like the, the bit when uh when Wataru is fighting the I I think the crab fangire or something. Yeah. And uh gets like just caked in crab cum before he's like lying on the ground just covered in this stuff until uh he turns into Kiva Emperor and boils it all off of him. Yeah. A good old um Tesselat, whatever his name is. I like Tassilat. that I like that yeah, yeah Tesselat. He's a good dragon boy. Yeah, yes. I like the... He does, like, this jumping spin kick that has, like, a, a swinging blade effect that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like a it's like a bat wing. Because did you know yeah. that Kiva was based off a vampire? And I, I did know that. And vampires can turn into bats? I did know that, Karen. <laughs> okay, well, just in case you didn't. Yeah, Emperor Kiva's still pretty cool. Every time Emperor Kiva does anything, it's cool. Yeah, it Emperor Kiva's a really good design. Tassel Tassalot is like super cool. I love that he's just like this weird like modular buckler device that just works with all of the things. Right. Yeah, he's re- yeah, it's uh it's a good like a t- good toy design. They uh posted I I did I mention this on last week's episode that I like I saw that uh they had a toy of uh of Kavat, the Kavat belt and it's like $400 or something. Yeah, the CSM like, for the Kiva driver. And I was like, I really want one, but I cannot afford that. If they do a CSM of Tassalot, I would maybe, I would like highly consider getting it. Yeah, that would be pretty awesome. Like, if I had to pick like one piece of Kiva thing to have, it would probably be him. Uh, The face mask is pretty, the face mask for Emperor Kiva is one of my favorites too. I really like it. That or like or like the Ixa knuckle just seems like it's a really good toy. The Ixa knuckle is a good prop, yeah. I do like it a lot. Uh, yeah. Did, uh, Garrett, I had a question. Are there, like, a lot of other, like, writers or writer enemies with capes? I feel like the cape is, like, kind of unique to Emperor Kiva. I feel like um, I haven't seen on many others. Wizard has all of the capes. Does Wizard have capes? Yeah, I mean, they go down to his Wizard leg and it's more like cape. a coat, but yeah. Okay. And, uh, oh yeah, I guess, uh, Suki, uh, Kamen Rider Sukiyomi had the cape. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that counts for how little she shows up. Except for that one episode. She, she had a cape. Uh, but yeah, I guess that's kind of unusual. Uh, more capes. I like capes. Capes are cool. Yeah, I, I, I do like them for cape. Like, it's, it's like the right size. Doesn't get in the way of fighting. Mm-hmm. It's real good. Yeah, uh, yeah. whoever like does the, uh, the suit work for Kamen Raider Kiva, uh, they do a good job like making the cape a cool part of action scenes. Rising Geeks is okay, but, like, Nago uses it, so that's some... That's I think some the Rising Geeks design is pretty good, honestly. It's got, like, it's very heavily detailed and has, like, a bunch of little good color details. Uh, yeah, the fact that it's associated with Nago makes it way worse, but, uh... Just a bit. Also, like, this is gonna sound weird, because, like, biggest Fives fanboy right here, but, like, kinda disappointed that Geeks Riser's just another phone. Yeah, a little bit. I was definitely like, it's a phone? What? Why does he have to, like, dial a number to get a power-up? Uh, so, originally, I, I, w- I was convinced this was a reference to Fize. And I was talking about it with Editor Fletch about it. And I'm like, 
does Nago use the same numbers that Kaiser uses in Fies? Because if so, that would explain everything about Nago. But it's uh-huh. in a different order. It's um, Nago uses one nine three and Kaiser's nine one three. Okay. But it's so close. Just a bit, yeah. Interesting. And like, like parallels between like Nago and Kaiser are are hugely there, but Fies does a way better job with it. Uh, I'm hoping that Kaiza is not, like, the literal worst, at least. Uh, Kaiza's, like, a villain, at least. Okay, well, that's that's an improvement. It's so weird, because I, I still continue to watch this, and I'm like, no, I, no, Fize is really good. <laughs> uh, when, when is, uh, is Fize after this in the, the Decade Order, or? No, I think it's, um, it's Ryuki Blade Fize. Okay, so you got a while still, then. I'm looking forward to Ryuki, because uh, the whole mirror world and the fact that it was, like, <clears throat> one of the ones they chose to adapt for uh, English audiences, like, that one sounds like it'll be pretty cool. Yeah. And Blade's good, from what I hear. Blade's I watched fucking Blade. nuts from uh, from the Zeo episodes that are about Blade. <laughs> that just yeah. seems like it's going to be insane. Yeah. I don't know, it's like, he also wrote Agito. Yes, Inoue did write all of Agito, save one single episode. I don't know. I, I think he just went crazy between Fies and, and Fies in this. He was ha- having a bad year in 2008. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I mean... Well, it, but 2008 was a bad time. We, we were having a bad time around then. Sure. I mean, he also did, like, the Kiva episodes of, of Geo, so, like... I mean, those were better than the regular Kiva. They weren't like the best episodes of Zio, but they were they were better than a lot of Kiva episodes have been. Possibly. There is... They definitely felt Kiva-y, though. A little they bit. Just had, like, a lot of... A lot of freaking, uh... If, um, if, manhole if, like, covers. <laughs> if, if random characters in Kiva just, like, walked around and had bizarrely specific props, that would actually make them a lot more endearing. A little bit, yeah. I, I feel like 28 has, like, more of the more of the stuff to really talk about. Yeah, I mean, 27 is mostly just, like, setting up the premise. Yeah. Um, it's and a it's... stupid premise, and, yeah. uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so the Kavat for 28 talks about uh, muses and how they come from Greek myth and they're goddesses who control all art and as believed, they sit on the artist's shoulder and whisper inspiration into their ears. Yep. Kid facts. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, Kavat. Thanks, Kavat. <laughs> oh, man, they should they should do the cute, a cute thing where like where Tassilat comes in and like interrupts one of them and does one himself. That'd be real good. That would be very fun. Right. Like a debatable historical fact and Tatsalot's like, wait a minute, that's not how it happened. Ooh, ooh, into this. Uh, I, I kind of like the intro of this episode, too, because uh, Nago goes straight to, like, hit Atoya in the face, and Atoya's oh. like, uh, uh, yeah, no, bud. When I was writing this summary, I definitely had tightened up the defense on my mind. So I've in- I've included a lot of yays and boos in this synopsis. <laughs> like like that is just imprinted on me from this episode. Not yay. 
Yeah. Um. But yeah, so Nago's Punch, the end of the previous episode, is caught by Atoya. Yay. Um. <laughs> then at the cafe, the blue the blue yeah blue sky organization is almost buying Nago's story that he's from the future, and what happens in the future? Shima's like, hmm, we might be screwed. Hey, Wataru and Kengo, you're hired. <laughs> yeah, our uh, go- our golden boy apparently just fucked off and is uh, you know nowhere to be found. So I yeah. guess uh, you guys are up. We'll take a student. And then at uh, the castle, all those three monster people are wondering if changing the past we sh- if is good and we should do that, and if Nago's gonna succeed or not and uh ricky bets a cake that nago will fail which like i'm with you there i'm sorry that'd you lost be, your that'd cake be nice uh i mean he fails in general so i think he really should have gotten a cake I, he succeeded in the end though mm, but did yeah. he but did he uh, i don't know but anyway um they they mentioned that when they're talking about if it's okay to change the past they mentioned that they would Keep an eye out for the organization because they promised a Toya. So they they leave that, like, they definitely, like, it's a Toya that they're doing this for. So, like, not Shima or anybody else. Mm-hmm. So, like, generally interested to see how how that stuff gets set up. Maya wants to see the painting, but she can't until it's done because, you know, art and shit. And then once That's... it's done, she will decide if uh the painter is one of the muses chosen people and then maya comments how art is the only good things humans do yeah out of all the things human create humans create the only thing of worth is art yeah uh, mm, reasonable perspective maya is still good at this point so i'm so i'm into this <laughs> like I'm, I'm enjoying that maya is still a good character we're getting yeah there. she's got like a mysterious air about her still she's she's cool there, there's plenty of time for them to mess this up for me uh, um, sa- savor these sweet moments, Garrett, because they will all be lost like tears in rain. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Nago shows up to convince the artist of future stuff, which gives Atoya and Maya time to talk, which is more or less flirting under like a veiled like metaphor about how um, Atoya comments how Maya is the only one that can understand art, and then Maya then comments about no one has understood him. And then she makes him play violin. Fucking Atoya, I, I thought you found your destined woman, Atoya. What are you doing? <laughs> I mean, I do kind of agree, though. It doesn't really seem like uh, Yuri appreciates like the things that he cares about, though. So not really. I kind of get where where uh, where the queen is coming from here. Yeah, and then Nago barges in and tries to get um. Eeks again, but then Queen slaps him. Yay. Good job. Man, that doesn't even feel like a slap. It feels like a light pat on the cheek. He still got slapped, though. Yeah, she could she, she, she could kill him right now if she wanted to. Oh, man. How I wish. Yeah, if that only. That would have been fantastic. Uh, because Nago is then stalking Maya because he is in love now, I suppose. Boo. Um, Otoya then confronts Nago, teases him about love, and then Nago then gets punched by a spring-loaded punching bag. Yay. <laughs> that is that is very fun. It, it was uh, pretty funny, yeah. Otoya comments how Nago can't win because he doesn't have a quote-unquote playful heart and tells him to fall in love to understand emotion and become stronger. 
Right. Uh, okay, sure. I, I do think that's good advice for improving Nago's personality, but uh, he does the same thing that every other Nago-focused episode does, where he's like, yeah, I did the thing, even though he didn't do the thing. Right. <laughs> a little bit. Um, Wataru and Kango have a training montage in the future. That, that That's it. And then we just go straight back to the past after that. And then Nago tries to punch Yuri and fails, and Yuri slaps him. Yay. Um, the cafe owner picks up a call saying Yuri has been kidnapped. It is shown that Nago did kidnap Yuri. Boo. Um, Atoya then shows up and appears to give Nago Ixa, but then Yuri catches it, and they both punch Nago, talking about Iron Fists of Justice. Yay. Hooray. Yay. Um, Maya then... I guess. Yeah, I mean... Nago getting punches is a plus in my book. <laughs> Atoya even laughs while he's like collapsing to the ground in pain, and I'm also laughing. Um, Maya then shows up and yells at Atoya about how his hands are not meant for punching. Um, Giri then pulls Atoya away and is totally jealous about the whole thing. Um, they, we don't go into that more. That's kind of we're leaving that as that for now. Um. Maya then hangs out with Nago until he wakes up and then asks if he is in love with her. And then Maya looks genuinely him. concerned about Atoya, too. Like, I, I, her actress, uh, like, she, normally she has kind of like an emotionless expression thing going on because she has, like, flat affect. She doesn't have human emotions the same way everyone does. But she looks genuinely concerned about Atoya hurting himself. A little bit. Yeah. Well, it's because his hands can make art, and art is the only good things humans can do. Right. Apparently. So... Queen then questions Nago about love and all that stuff. Nago's like, no, of course not. And Maya then's like, okay, bye. No, I am anti-horny. I would never be horny. Yeah, but then as Maya walks away, he's like, no, wait. Uh, Here's my first bounty hunter button. Uh, 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 Do you like that, lady? (laughs) And I'm like, wait a minute. You you like... This is the first girl you've ever liked, so you're going to give her a token of that time you beat the shit out of your dad? <laughs> it's it's extremely Nago. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, you you do you, bud. Um, so then the Cicada fangire shows up and is like, hey, Maya, what are you doing? What, what's all this? And Maya's just like, shut up, you don't get art. <laughs> and, then, and then Maya leaves, and Nago's like, goodbye, my first love. Like cementing that that was a uh-huh. thing that happened within minutes and ended within minutes. Right. Yeah. Seriously. <gasps> um. In the future, Kengo and Wataru uh, do some crab do some fighting with the crab fangire, and it goes about as well as one would expect, which is poorly. That that's uh, what you expect. Uh, sorry, I, I just have to say crab battle. Yeah. Old internet meme, and for those of you who know that one, crab. <sighs> Crap battle. Crap battle. Crap battle. Can't broke my knife. Kengo's pretty good with the little, like, whip gun thing that the Azora organization uses, too, so that's cool. Oh, oh, back in the past, Maya asks about the violinist, which I somehow wrote as violence in my synopsis. My bad. (laughs) Violencist. Yeah, and then the painter guy goes out to look for Toya, only to run into Nago watching him. Um, The painter is then attacked by the Cicada fangire in hopes to get Maya back on doing queen stuff. And then Atoya shows up, turns an Ixa, start fighting. Um, the painter's taken hostage. Nago, like, future senses the whole thing. He's like, oh, 
this was a misunderstanding. Right. The cicada fan guy is pretty cool looking, too. I actually think it's a really good design. Yeah. Um, Nago then stops Toya from killing the fan guy so that the painter doesn't get hurt, and then is sent back to the future. And then Jiro's like, hey, uh, there's now another Fangar hero here because, you know, we didn't kill him in the past. Right. I guess he just ran off and hid for the next 20 years. Yeah. And Nago's like, that's perfectly fine. I'm going to go kill it. Um, so then Kengo is fighting the Cranfire, the Crab Fangar, and then Megumi shows up and they do some fighting. And it's pretty cool until, obviously, they both get beat up because that's how uh, anybody else trying to fight Fangar works. Of course. Um, Kiva shows up to help. Then the Cicada Fangire shows up. And Kengo gets, like, hurt. And he's like, it's his first time seeing blood, apparently. Yeah. There's this funny scene where he, his, like, shirt is slashed. And he's he puts his hand on it and pulls it away. Looks at blood. Yells, what is this? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um. Yep. And like- Nago shows up. And he fights. And, um... He uses Rising Ixa again, and, like, he, instead of just being propelled back and getting knocked out of Ixa, he is propelled back and then propels back forward to do his kick. And comments about how that is his playful heart. Uh, Which which is stupid. Yeah. It's like, okay, buddy. It's a cool move, kind of. I mean, like, using the force of the gun to, like, spring into another attack. Like, eh, pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, Fuck Nago, though. I mean, he still sucks. Um, Kiva then takes care of the Crab Fam guy in like and using the the Garu Saber thing with uh, Tassilat where we talk about where it makes like the double fire sword thing. It's pretty. It's yeah, real cool. It's pretty awesome. Um, and then at the cafe, Nago finds out that Wataru has the button that was given to Maya, and with and when asking about it, Wataru's like, "Oh, my mom gave me that." And then the episode ends with Maya seeing her child Taiga. Dun dun dun. Oh no. And I'm like, who's this kid's dad? King. Okay, right. But that isn't been introduced yet. Right. So it's just like a random baby appears out of nowhere. Right. A little bit. Uh but it looks like he's in like the throne room from Castle Doran. So right. uh and uh yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I um Yeah, that that's about all that went on in these episodes. Uh, man, I really just don't need any more Nago story. Just fucking, please, please, guys. No more Nago. Yeah, just get rid of him. Please, we don't need him. I know, it, we, he won't. He's secondary writer. He's gonna end up being a hero. And it's, he doesn't deserve it. He sucks so bad. There, there's slim pickings for, like, things that I liked in this epi- in these episodes. These these episodes were just slim pickings in general. It's like <laughs> none of the stuff that happens. Okay, good parts are the fights. The mm-hmm. Fights are neat and Queen. Yep. Don't forget and Queen. The suit queen actors right. and uh, design work and prop work teams all cle- continue to do great jobs. But what happened in these episodes? Uh, not much. Like. <gasps> Nago goes back and literally, I change a past by stopping a fight and then causing probably more people to die. Right, and it's future. not, it's, it, the button thing is especially weird, because, like, 
at the end of the episode, it's like the it it's like they imply that it was always like that. But clearly, it's not a situation where he changed the past without changing the past because uh, it's not like a time loop Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy thing. Because like they did actually change the past, like it is actually different than what the original timeline was like now. So yeah, and it... it's it's just uh, I don't know. It is is bad. This is a bad plot. It's lazy. Never mind how. Like anybody got out of jail and how the timeline resolved itself. Yeah, Never they're mind. all just yeah. Everything is just uh the the plot just has collapsed when we return to the end. They're like, oh, it resolved itself. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it, it's fine now. Uh, yeah, I did not did not particularly care for these ones. I was extremely zoned out pretty quickly. Nago stuff bit. just isn't interesting. The the, like blue sky organization isn't really in- interesting either. Uh yeah. Um I don't know. I think she- Shima doesn't suck as intensely as Nago, but he might suck like as thoroughly. Like he he's there's really nothing good about him as a character. I just think like the stuff that we focused on in these episodes are some of the least interesting stuff out of the things they have. Pretty much, yeah. It, it's the writer really, really wants you to care about Nago and how cool he is. Also, He's like, not. we we didn't, I didn't really have words to go through it on the synopsis stuff, but like, what is going on with Yuri? Yeah, what the fuck I, is I, going on with Yuri and kind of Megumi too? I don't know. Well, you, guys, remember, their storylines are finished. No, they, because they are, there is an episode in... where they both use Ixa. I I just, uh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the thing. It's just like every time I turn on Kiva now, I'm just like, I need to get through this so we can watch some better Common Rider. Yeah, and I don't. It's bad. Look, I, like, mean... I, I do feel a little bad about it because like, there were points where I was like a little bit, when we watched Kuga, I was a little bit like, okay, let's move this along. But I was never this thoroughly bored with it. We only have 19 more episodes. I, I know. Only. <laughs> only. Uh, plus, like, wait, there's there's a Imagines special and, like, a, a movie. And then I'm assuming King of the Crimson Castle is probably, like, one of those recap advertisement thingies. Only 19 episodes left. Uh... <sighs> so, how... What happens at the end of this to to have Kiva end up as the guy who tells Decade to blow up the reality? I don't know, man. Uh, you know, just like Decade, man. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, uh, we sounded we sounded like such a drag this week. I feel bad. I usually like to stay positive and stuff. I I was trying this entire time. I know. It says something when I have to be the positive one. Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of nuts. You did a good job, Garrett. Good job, good job. Thanks. We even got through this in a timely fashion. Did Oh, yeah, we did go quicker than usual, so good job on that one. There's kind of not a lot to talk about in these episodes. It's it's amazing how quickly. Hey, remember when we were used to be pushing two hours and like, oh man. But that was also four episodes. 
It was all, yeah, it was also four episodes at a time of a good show that we had liked talking about. Yeah, we were covering a lot more of the details of the show at that point. Anyway, um... Maybe if we're, if we're all going to be, like, fucking quarantined now, we should just, like, blow through the rest of Kiva. Honestly, not a bad idea. <laughs> we should, no, it's not. We should probably maybe finish Geo next time, though, just to cross that one off the list. That's true, yeah. Yeah... Anyway, we are a podcast on the internet at journeythroughdecacast.com, where there are links to all of the things you can subscribe to us on. There's a contact page and all sorts of stuff like that. Twitters are on there. I have, you still don't have a Twitter, so I can't put your I can't put a Twitter on there that you don't have. You're right. I don't because Twitter is cancer. It's uh, it's the bad website. As they they call Twitter, it on Apocalypse. Twitter exists for people to dunk on others. That's it. Yep. You, you can find me at the Bab website if you feel like using it, but uh can't recommend it. All of this checks out. Um, and and really the best thing about changing hosts, which, which you don't talk about because you don't date podcasts, and if you're going back to listen to this in the future, it doesn't matter. But the best thing about it is that there's a checkbox for automatically posting to Twitter when there's new episodes. It's very good. It's my favorite box. Oh yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Like that. Like if I were to rank if I were to rank checkboxes on our hosting, um, from favorite to least favorite, um, Twitter box would be number one. <laughs> it's a good box. They're good boxes, Brent. Uh <laughs> uh Until next time we're just passing through podcast. Choose to remember <laughs> that. Or don't. Yeah. Uh don't give girls mementos of the time you beat up your dad, because they will not be impressed. After you've met them for, like, five minutes. I mean, it worked out pretty well for Nago. It's because Tashiki Inoue is a hack! You're supposed to leave it just on the weird, ambiguous saying. Like, it's a, a situation that applies to everyone. <gasps> I, I swear Fize is good, guys. <laughs> you keep saying that. No, no, it is. Fize is a good I, show. Gar- Garrett, I actually believe you, and I believe that it has nothing to do with Inoue. I, mm, but like, I want to believe you. He wrote like the whole show, though. <laughs> yeah, I, someone else helped. And like, he also wrote some of Kuga. Yeah. Well, we should actually sign off for the week instead of just going on at this point. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I would probably just click stop now. Yep. Bye, everybody.